we've always appreciated life and appreciated, you know, just being able to share what we have, you know, because, you know, sometimes we take it for granted where we live, you know, because, you know, it's such a beautiful place. And hopefully we can portray that to those who do come, then they would appreciate it even more. That's a clip from today's interview with Chris Kamaka. Chris is the production manager at Kamaka Ukulele. Early this year in January, I had a chance to sit down with Chris in Anaheim, California, out of all places. Kamaka Ukulele was at the NAM show. And the NAM show is, an, is a music convention that happens once a year. And it's where all the different vendors and artists come together to network and to see the kind of the latest and greatest out of all these amazing vendors. And Kamaka Ukulele happens to be one of those vendors. And we had some time together in the lobby at the Hilton at the convention center in Anaheim. And it was such a great time. For me personally, it was great to sit down with Chris and hear about the story of Kamaka and how they started. This is a true story of a family business started out of love and passion for music and for crafting an amazing instrument. So I hope you enjoy today's conversation with Chris all about how Kamaka Ukulele started, where they're at, and what the future holds. So stay tuned for this one. It's going to be fun. Let's go. Aloha. Welcome to Hawaii's Best Travel Podcast, where we help you prepare for your next trip to Hawaii. Discover the experiences, businesses, and stories that make Hawaii the Aloha State. And now your host, Brian Murphy. With Trans-Pacific Travel opening up in Hawaii come August 1st, and if you haven't heard the news, it is opening up, but there's a, there's an asterisk on the opening up. It's basically, if you can show proof of a negative COVID testing three days before your travel getting on a plane to Hawaii, you can avoid the state's 14-day mandatory quarantine. If that's news to you, or if you want more information about what that all means and what travel is going to look like come August 1st, you can find all of that at hawaiisbesttravel.com slash episode 32. And in that, I also included a blog post, which went into detail and showed even some of the governor's announcement on what to expect come August 1st. And as details begin to unfold, I will give those to you. There isn't much to report as of today, June 30th, 2020. But as they do unfold, I will be sure to uh, relay those to you. But I hope you're excited with that news that yes, Hawaii is opening up to Trans-Pacific travel. And obviously it's going to look a little different. But once you're on island and once you jump through all the hoops, you're still in Hawaii. It's probably better than any other place in the entire world. So thanks so much for joining me today on episode 33, where we're talking with Chris Kamaka from Kamaka Ukulele. And for me, this has been an episode that I've been wanting to release for quite some time. And just with the pandemic and everything, it didn't seem like the right time to, to do that. And honestly, I just didn't know what to say or how to set it up. But this episode for me that was recorded back earlier this year in January in Anaheim, which is about, you know, 20 minutes from where I'm at, was kind of a, it was a personal interview for me because at the time of this recording, this was the very first weekend after I had recently resigned my job of a pastor that I had been working at at a church 
for 20 years. And I've since then have gone full-time into Hawaii's Best and also into my podcast production company. And I know I haven't been super open about, you know, me personally here on the podcast, but for me, I just felt like it's important for you to know some context into this interview. We talk so much about the history of Kamaka Ukulele, but what was kind of behind the scenes for me was very emotional and a very raw and new experience because as I was editing this this interview with Chris Kamaka, I just kind of went back to that place of, wow, this was like the very first Sunday after I had resigned, gone full-time in this thing. So it's it's pretty surreal to look back and have it be six months from that time of recording. So just want to give a little context to you. And Chris and I, we talk shop a little bit. I've grown up in music. I'm In my past life, I was a music producer, music director. It's in my blood. My mom raised me right, raised me on some good music. And I've been playing guitar for many years. And since this recording, I asked Chris a few questions about how to pick up the right ukulele and and what to know. And since then, I've purchased an ukulele and have been kind of self-teaching myself a few songs. And, and, and it's, it's so relaxing. So if you have any interest in picking up the ukulele, it's such a great instrument to to learn. It's fairly easy to start off on and it's so relaxing. It's a it's an instrument you can take pretty much anywhere you go. So what we're going to do right now is we're going to head on over and we're going to talk story with Chris. And we're going to hear more about the history of the ukulele, how Kamako ukulele started in Oahu, more about their family and what they're up to. So it's going to be a fun one. So let's go ahead and let's head on over. We're going to talk story with Chris from Kamaka Ukulele. All right, Chris, thank you so much for coming on Hawaii's Best. How are you doing today? My pleasure. Thank you for having me. Yeah, we are in beautiful, sunny Anaheim. Nice yes. and cool. It's like 50 degrees out. <laughs> it's a beautiful day. It's a nice change it, for us. <laughs> I bet, yeah, I bet. So uh, we're at NAM. And maybe for those who don't know what NAM's all about, and tell us a little bit, firstly, about yourself and your role at Kamaka, and then what's uh, what's NAM? What are we doing here? Well, here at NAM, you know, it's the big annual show that we attend, and and, and we feel that it's important to us because just to have a have a just to be here, like a presence know, here, yeah, have, yeah. have a presence, and 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 just to see old friends, you know, and and make new friends, you know, people that we do business with. And hopefully, you know, future dealers and uh, get to get to know them, and, and you know, that's that's important to us. And so, a lot of networking and relationships, yeah, you know, it, get it can here. get expensive, you know, sure. for us. But you know, <laughs> sometimes you got to look beyond the the money thing, and you know, and just one on one and getting to know people is so important. Right. Now we were talking a little bit before we hit record. Our time at NAM goes back kind of similar about 15 years ago. Yeah. We used to attend LA convention when they had it there. All right. And, and you were, you were attending there. And then, yes. uh, Kamaka, you guys got to end up getting the booth. Maybe talk about the differences of attending and actually being a part, uh, having a booth here. Actually, when my brother Casey and I first went to the show in LA, we just wanted to see what it was all about. Right. You okay. know, and, and so. We told ourselves, you know, we really got to let people know that, you know, we're still around. So we decided to uh, 
join and 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 have a a small booth at the time which and since then we've 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 grown we doubled the size but uh you know it's it's been so such a, a good good relationship with with Nam as well as all of our vendors and dealers yeah yeah well let's talk a little bit about Kamako Kalele and what's your what's your role there well i'm the production manager at the factory I'm a third generation. Wow. Uh, my grandfather started it back in uh, 1916. My cousin is the, Fred is the office manager now. But since my grandfather, when my grandfather passed, my dad took over. And then eventually uh, my uncle Fred came and helped with the business. My grandfather actually started it in the garage you know as a hobby oh wow building more like the pineapple shape i don't okay. know if you're familiar with that but uh, right. it's a shape that he designed he was m- more interested in trying to experiment with sound and it was a lot easier to bend rather than the traditional you know figure eight instrument oh, I see. especially fabricating in the garage yeah it's probably yeah. easier to so he just yeah. made it for a lot of our aunts and uncles who were professional entertainers and and it grew from there he opened his first factory on on South King Street. Okay. Eventually, he had to move everything down to our farm on the west side, Lulule, because they were widening King Street at the time. So then my dad was away at school. He was studying to be an entomologist. Okay. <laughs> he was working on his PhD. Wow. And he got the call my, that my grandfather was sick. So yeah. he came home, stopped everything. Took care of dad till, for about a year until he passed and decided, wow, what, what should I do with all of this equipment? And he went to the libraries and did a lot of research and, and eventually uh, said, okay, let's go for it. I'll try it. <laughs> and it's ever since, you know, we've moved to our original factory where we are now yeah. in 59. From there, you know, the rest is history. Right. So back to the garage. Yeah. What was your grandfather doing as he was kind of tinkering away, creating ukuleles? Well, he was involved with a lot of stuff. He 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 loved to farm. Okay. And we where where we reside now in Kaneohe was uh, he used to grow flowers and fruit trees. Uh-huh. And he was a musician also, so he was a guitar player, bass player, and uh, just always was involved with music. And you know, when the music was always in the family. Right. So that's where we started just kind of fooling around. And, and there were other ukulele makers. Well, not many, but this Manuel Nunes was the original manufacturer of ukuleles in the islands. He came over on the early uh, Ravenscraig and uh, the ships, all the immigrants coming wow, over yeah. to work in the fields. He used to frequent Mr. Nunes's shop. Your um, grandfather. Yeah. yeah. And uh, really got interested and just started branching off on his own, just making um, the pineapple ukuleles. And, and he made guitars too. Oh, okay. So it was... Uh, Six-string? Uh, Six-string yeah, guitars, okay. yeah. And uh, we see some floating around once in a while. And uh, it's really nice to see. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's yeah. neat, I bet. Yeah. So what was it? Was it seen in your, your father, kind of this love and passion for the, the family business? Or, for me? Yeah, how did that grow in you? Yeah, uh, well, you know, we grew up with it. So, um, I'm the eldest of seven. Okay. So seven, seven. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I have two brothers and four sisters. Wow. 
Yeah. So we've always had instruments, you know, around the house. Okay. And, and, you know, whenever we had family gatherings, everybody would be playing music. Yeah. It was always fun, you know, always a fun instrument. And what I like to um, show people, you know, when like customers just, you know, the instrument is fun and, and, and you should really enjoy playing it. Like what I try and do is when people pick up our instrument, you know, I want to get it to where they don't want to put it down. You know, it's it's comfortable for them to play. Yeah. And, and as a musician, too, I've been playing. I, I grew up playing my mom's guitar, six yeah. strings. She used to yeah. play in the church band and I found oh, it in yeah. the attic and yeah. Yeah. I got a, a bug. And it just becomes a part of who you are, really, like yeah. an extension. And I, I bet you find that right ukulele or whatever. It just becomes a part of who you are, really. It's funny you say that because yeah. uh, my dad, Used to help out at the church. We called uh, ourselves the God Squad. <laughs> the so, God Squad. Yeah, we, <laughs> There's a story. A bunch, just a bunch, <laughs> bunch of kids. Yeah. Uh, playing ukuleles, you yeah. know, during the mass, you know, yeah, and, yeah. And, and and he would be there every morning early, getting all the ukuleles tuned up, and uh, it was fun to to be a part of, you know. <laughs> That's neat. Good memories. Yeah. <laughs> As time goes on, tell us a little bit about. Uh, Hokena and, oh, and yeah. your role there. And that was back in 86 yeah, back, or something? Back in the 80s, yeah, we first okay. started playing music. We just got together to be in this vocal competition, which was uh, all acoustic, okay. you know. And it was done at the university. We sang the song Ho'okena and we won. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we won a prize and, yeah. uh, you know, and we decided to keep that name as a group. and. Uh, so through the years, you know, we started with five and then we went to four and it evolved to the three of us now, which has been really cool because we've been nominated for Grammys throughout the years. Right. We've been nominated three times, but this, this last time was the 60th anniversary of the Grammys and we were able to attend in New York. Yeah. And we didn't win, but we had such a blast. Oh, I bet that was that. An Everything was close. It yeah. was cold like hell, but it, yeah. was, it was it was it was a good experience. But then we've we've been able, very fortunate and blessed to play at you know Carnegie Hall a couple times, some beautiful theaters throughout the world, and uh, yeah. just sharing our music and and especially in Japan, they really enjoy you know the hula, oh, yeah, and the Hawaiian music. They 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 love the culture, and we've been fortunate enough to to travel there. And just, it's just been fun. You guys recently came out with an album. Yeah, our latest album was the one that was nominated for a Grammy. And, uh, so are you guys still touring that extensively? Okay. Yeah, actually, um, this year we're going to be going maybe a couple, two or three times a year, this year to Japan. Okay. <laughs> so if someone, hypothetically myself, is interested in picking up ukulele, I've, you know, I played six string all my life, basically. What advice would you give someone who's interested in learning the instrument? You've played six-string guitar? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, if, if you play guitar, the ukulele is a really simple instrument, you know, to pick up. Even if you don't play guitar, I mean, you can do so much with just a few chords, right. you know. And it's a fun instrument. You can take it wherever you, you know, you want. It's not like carrying your piano or something around, you know, but... Yeah, it's fun. It's fun. That's that's why I try and 
portraying. What would you recommend? I mean, there's different types. Maybe people don't know. There's different types of ukulele. I mean, you got the yeah. soprano, the tenor. What would you recommend? Yeah, I have a, I have a soprano, which is the smallest. And then the concert or the alto. That one you can always distinguish from all the rest because all the other models have a crown head. And the, the concert has what we call a sail head. So my dad actually designed it after the old Polynesian sails. Oh, cool. Then you get the soprano or, your, or, or standard. Then you have the concert or alto. And then the tenor, which is probably the most popular as far as musicians. So when you think about the ukulele, I mean, that's typically what you think of, the, the tenor? Is that... As far as... Quote, the, the sound of the... Yeah, the sound know, yeah. and uh, the size. Right. Or even the... Well, the, some, some of them like the baritone too, because they like that, which is the top four strings of the guitar. So sometimes it's a little easier for, for those that play guitar to over. pick up the baritone. Those are the four basic models. And then we have variations on all the different sizes, like a six-string. Same idea as a 12-string guitar with octaves. So it really depends personally what, what their interests are and uh, what they're looking for. Well, what about you? Me? Yeah, what's your favorite? The first ukulele I made was an eight-string. Okay. Uh, I still have it. Unfortunately, I don't play it too often because my good friend sat on it. <laughs> One of my... <laughs> <laughs> so I, we can had, laugh about it now, right? Yeah, yeah, I can laugh about it now, but I got it repaired. Yeah, uh, but it never was the same oh, you know, since bet. then. But but in my band, you know, I play the upright bass, right. so it's 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 not that I I need it, but yeah. you know, I, I I still have it. Yeah, yeah. So if someone's on an island, I, you guys offer tours as well. Yeah. Kind of walk yeah. us through what what can someone expect or experience during that tour? Okay, so a lot of people enjoy coming to the shop. Um, usually our tours run from Tuesday through Friday, every day during the week except Monday at 10.30. So my uncle Fred usually does the first half. He does all the history and stuff. Now my uncle is, what, 95. Wow. He still enjoys doing I it. Bet. He just comes in and they live right up the street from me. So Comes in with my aunt. My aunt drives him in, does the tour, then he goes home. That's incredible. Keeps him sharp. <laughs> but he and, looks forward to yeah, that. Yeah, that's, know, that's and, neat. And I'm glad he, he still enjoys doing it. We've got people from all over the world that come in on, on tour. And uh, sometimes it's just uh, maybe a group of one or two. And sometimes it can be a group of 50 or more. But if it is big groups like that, we try and split it in half because our office is only so big. Sure. You know? <laughs> Do you need reservations to come? It would or? be good to call if, you have, a, know, if you, you have can, a bigger... In case you have, yeah, yeah if you're expecting what a bigger group. But if it's just a couple of you, you know, that's no problem. That's a Honolulu or... Kenyon? Right in Honolulu, oh, okay. 550 South Street. Okay. It's right downtown in the municipal area, yeah. yeah. That's, uh, yeah, that's incredible. So now, kind of coming back to Nam, we're sitting here and there's tons of vendors here. Yeah. And they're kind of highlighting what's new and what's next. But what about you guys? What about Kamaka? What are you guys excited about? Well, we try and introduce something new every year. We kind of did the same instrument this year as last year, but kind of tweaked it a little bit. Uh, we have our Jake signature model. Uh -huh. What we have on the fingerboard is a decorative uh, inlay with kumu, the kumu. Oh, okay. Or it's actually the favorite fish of Jake's because he does a lot of diving oh, and cool. fishing. Yeah. So he wanted to have that fish on his fingerboard. So yeah. we got that made by our friends at Pearl Works, who does all of our inlays. 
they're located over in Maryland. Yeah. But Bill is a good friend of ours and he's the new CEO over there for ProWorks and, and a great guy to work with. My son, Christopher, actually did all of the, the work on the particular one that we're showcasing. And uh, he did a great job. Yeah. Uh, I was really impressed with in the amount of time he had. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> You no, know, every time, every, every now and then we usually procrastinate, you know, and, <laughs> you know it's about coming. getting stuff done, you know. <laughs> and then you, it's always fun, though, towards the end. Hey, we got to get it done. Yeah, and, it comes together, And he, he did it, yeah. That's kids together great. beautifully. Yeah. yeah. And that's at the booth? That's at the oh, booth. It's okay. in our I'm little excited. showcase it there. Yeah, yeah, come okay. over. Yeah. yeah. Great. Yeah. Now, with uh, manufacturing ukuleles, there's different types of woods to choose from. You hear a lot about koa, but maybe yeah. talk a little bit about the different types of woods and why it matters or okay. um, manufacturing. Like with us, I guess the the premier wood, of course, is koa, you know, right. because it's found in the islands and and most most of our uh, customers request that. But um, there are others that, you know, want to have something a little different. So we do offer like a spruce top or even cedar tops, right. redwood tops, different types of tops. So even different uh, woods for the body such as rosewood and a mahogany but primarily koa which everybody requests but then we use mahogany on our necks because it's a lot more consistent as far as the grain oh, okay. um, you know for for the instruments and uh, we use rosewood on our fingerboards as well as ebony for our higher end instruments rosewood and ebony fingerboards as well as the bridges yeah i'm sure with koa a lot of the factor plays into just resources and being on island yeah but also affects the sound too so in your mind when you're thinking about resourcing on island and thinking about the sound of the uk what comes first in your mind oh yeah definitely the sound koa has always been a beautiful wood yeah so it's it's important to us to find the the best pieces for for the body if you have a nice ornate piece, um, it, it's just a plus too. You know, like the the curly koa is always uh, requested as far as for most of our instruments. But we try, you know, as we get into the higher grade ones, it's more for our, you know, fancier models, our specials. But you know, the, the sound is 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 the main thing. Grandpa always told us that if you can maintain, you know, consistent sound. And have you know good quality material as well as hardware and finish and good craftsmanship, then you should have no problem. Great. You know? So we try and maintain the course. You know? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hawaii's best is about visitors coming to the island, maybe for the first time, or they come year after year, and we get to hear the story behind amazing companies like like you guys. But if someone's coming to the islands for the first time, in your opinion. What is something that you would want to relate about what to expect coming to Hawaii or just in general, what to know about Hawaiian culture? Well, I guess first timers coming to the islands, you know, Hawaii has always been about aloha, you know, and, 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 and just opening up one's, oneself or one's arms and, and, and greeting them because we've always appreciated life. And appreciated, you know, just being able to share what we have, you know, because, you know, sometimes we take it for granted where we live, you know, because, you know, it's such a beautiful place. 
And hopefully we can portray that to those who do come, then they would appreciate it even more. Right. I love that. Yeah. Well, Chris, uh, thank you so much for your time. And Oh, no, it's a pleasure. How can people find more about you and Kamaka? And Well, Kamaka, we're at 550 South Street right. uh, in Honolulu. Our website is kamakahawaii.com. Phone number 531-3165, area code 808. (laughs) And feel free to come into the shop. You know, we'd we'd love to show show people what we're all about. As far as musically, um, we play at the Outrigger Reef Hotel in Waikiki every Saturday night from 6 to 9. We're usually there unless we're at shows like this, you know, or or performing somewhere. But... uh, you know, life's too short and we, we just try and uh, go day by day and enjoy, you know. Love that. God willing, you know. That's absolutely, yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much. No, thank you, Appreciate Brian. It was nice meeting you. You as well. Yeah. Aloha. Well, I hope you enjoyed that history of Kamaka ukulele, how they started. Maybe you got the bug to to pick up an ukulele and, and strum it and, and to learn. So you can go to kamakahawaii.com to learn more about their products. And I'll also link this up in the show notes so you don't have to remember all this information. But the easiest way just to get all the information about Kamaka Ukulele is go to hawaiisbesttravel.com episode 33. Thanks again for joining us today. And like I mentioned at the start of this episode, we're going to keep you up to date about travel into Hawaii, what to know, what to expect come August 1st. We're about 30 days away from that. And as the details unfold, I'll give those to you. Best way to uh, kind of stay up to date on all those details is just simply hit subscribe wherever you're listening to this um, podcast. So I just want to say I appreciate you. I appreciate um, just your time for tuning in today. And I hope you continue to stay safe. And until next time, be well. Aloha. Thanks for listening to Hawaii's Best Travel Podcast. To stay up to date on future episodes, be sure to subscribe. For more information to help you plan your next trip to Hawaii, visit hawaiisbesttravel.com.